Like, who? okay, who put their gift in a tube sock? <laughs> and do I really want to know what's in there? Welcome back to Do What You Can for the People, the show that nobody asked for. I'm your host, Nicole Pomani, and today I'm here with Sarah Smith. Sarah is the founder of Rappily, a company that makes and sells gift wrapping printed on 100% recyclable newsprint. And I'm so excited to have Sarah on the show today to talk about what I think is one of the biggest sustainability challenges when we think about the holidays. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Sarah. Thanks. I'm thrilled. I appreciate the invite. And uh, yeah, I mean, anytime we get to talk about sustainability and wrapping paper waste at the holidays, honestly, I'm in because it's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's why I'm here too. Um, so I actually, the way this show came about was I had polled my friends and colleagues to find out what their biggest pet peeves were when it came to sustainability in the holidays. And I, an overwhelming number of people responded with wrapping paper waste. So I thought that we could kind of start by framing the size of the problem and throwing some facts and figures to kind of educate people as to why this conversation even matters. Right, right. So I did a little bit of research and I found out that in 2017, Americans spent a total of $12.7 billion on gift wrap, which includes wrapping paper, tissue paper, and gift bags. And wrapping paper and shopping bags alone account for about 4 million tons of trash just in the US every year. That's a huge amount of waste, and I'm sure yeah. you have some thoughts on that as well, Sarah. Right. No, I was equally blown away. I mean, when I when I first had my initial pain point about wrapping paper, I did research and found similar statistics. This was back in 2012, 20, excuse me, yeah, that, no, this was actually a little bit before then, but anyway, it, it blew my mind. I was like, four million tons of trash. Yeah, for, for essentially <laughs> one to 10 days of unwrapping gifts. Right. Um, over the holidays, about 227,000 miles worth of wrapping paper get thrown away, which is enough to circle the world nine times, um, which I think is just a fun way to kind of picture how mm -hmm. much we're talking about. And I think one of the things that a lot of people don't realize, something that I didn't even realize until last year, is that most wrapping paper can't be recycled because it's been dyed or it's laminated or it's got things like glitter on it, which are annoying to begin with, but then can't be recycled. Um, and so I was really excited to learn about Rappoli and how you guys have kind of tackled that challenge. And not only are you creating an alternative, but I think you're doing a damn good job of educating people on the size of this problem as well. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. I um, I struggle with the, I mean, my mission obviously was not to just have another wrapping paper company because if that was it, there's amazing companies out there producing beautiful papers and patterns. Um, but what I saw was that for people like me who felt the pain point after the holidays or birthday party, um, for me, the pain point came around a time in my life where my friends and I were all getting married and having children. And so I felt like every weekend there was this heavy gifting uh, occasion, um, bridal showers, baby showers. Um, I live in Hawaii 
my whole life. And the, it's called a baby luau. It's the first baby party, first birthday. It's a really big deal. Lots of gifts. Um, and so I just was like, found myself at the end of all these big occasions, like smoothing out all the wrapping paper and tissue paper, like ribbons, trying to like sell it to people like, hey, you will you use this again? And, um, you know, and I think people would like start to avoid me after the party because like she's going to make me go home with this pile of, you know, trash essentially. And um, so then I would save it and like literally had baskets and baskets full in the house. And my husband, you know, after years was like, listen, like you can't, we will never reuse all of this paper. And so then I'm like calling recycling centers. Can I bring it to you? What will you take? And of course, we're in live on islands and so our recycling is probably uh, much more limited than say if you're in a metropolitan area with that's highly sophisticated and committed to industrial composting and has more resources i mean every municipality is different but i literally called i live on maui i called every island every recycling center to find if they would take it and nobody would and um and I just, it was like such a pain for me and it became such a burden because I just couldn't bring myself to throw it out. But then it's also like stacking up literally in my house. And um, so that's when I sort of had this aha moment. Um, uh, it was just printed on like the local newspaper press. And then it would be as easy to recycle as newspapers, which you can recycle everywhere. And that was, once I had that vision, I just couldn't like not make it happen. I had to make it happen. I, I love the use of recycled newsprint because I think that's so innovative. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit kind of like how you came to deciding on that and maybe some of the challenges that you encountered in selecting it as a material. Sure. So, you know, newsprint. Um, so I... To back up, I was raised in the printing industry and I realized that's kind of unique. Um, my grandfather and his brothers immigrated from Italy and bought a printing press outside of New York City in New Jersey. Um, my father of all his brothers was the only one that went to work for the family business. He eventually stepped out on his own and worked in many facets of um, the printing industry while I was being raised. Um, as a salesman, he eventually bought a printing press and owned a printing press. Like, it was kind of how I was raised and I was raised in and out of press rooms. Um, on the other side of my family, my uncle and aunt both worked at the Maui News here in Maui. And my whole life I was in the press room, in the dark room, in the newspaper. Um, just, I just was raised and I myself went into publishing. So I think to, like full caveat, like I had that sort of insider view of that and all different aspects of printing and publishing and um, design. And uh, so I think the step for me to take to like be like, we would just print beautiful patterns on a newspaper press. You know, they print the daily news, they print colors, they print the funnies, which people love to wrap with. And of course, like every year it's like, just print with newspaper. Um, you know, so I just, in my head, I, I saw it, it could be done. Um, and to me, it's like newsprint is, like I said, so easy to recycle. Newspapers are recycled everywhere. 
Um, it's not a, a recycling stream, say, like what we saw a year or two ago when China stopped taking the plastics. Um, you know, it's not shipped overseas. For the most part, newspapers are recycled here in the US. Um, I know in the Pacific Northwest and um, Great Lakes area, there's robust uh, recycling streams. So then it becomes more of like this circular economy model where you can, um, you know, recycle the paper and then use it to make more paper. And I just love that. Um, the industry itself is really great. It's very committed to sustainable forestry. Um, they have, so in Hawaii, we have a word called kuleana. It means like your responsibility. It's like what you own in your heart is your responsibility to do the right thing. Uh, and I feel like the newspaper industry is really great at um, regulating themselves uh, with, um, from like tree to the recycling. They, you know, they really invest in their ecosystems. Um, maybe not everywhere, but the, specifically who I work with. Um, they want to better their environments. Gone are the days where they're like polluting the waterways. I think that they were called out on that, you know, decades ago and really have cleaned up their act. And so newspaper or newsprint, I should say, newsprint is the term for like the blank paper. Newsprint is a mix of recycled newspapers, basically recycled content and virgin content and the virgin content largely comes from uh, lumber mills so it's sawdust it's a post-industrial waste and so uh it's a recycled content and a post-industrial waste that gets pressed the fibers get pulped and uh, made into paper and newsprint as we know does not have that glossy coating um, newspapers they don't put foils and tinsels and glitters and all that you know laminations to make it have like a sheen or what have you um so the pulp the paper fiber can literally be pulped down and it stays nice and intact um it doesn't have to be beaten to death to wash off glossy coatings or you know plasticine additives or that sort of thing um that's how um glossy papers or like, you know, office envelopes that have like the plastic window. Mm -hmm. um, recycling centers are really good at pulping paper. Um, they wash out those plastic bits and the gums and what have you, and they try to get what's usable again, which is a fiber. And a lot of times if it's um, a contaminated, lots of, con like if there's a lot of contamination in the paper, it will, um, you know, the fiber, paper fiber gets shortened. But with newsprint, it, they, it, that, it just doesn't take that much to pulp it down and reuse it. So they say a piece of newsprint can be recycled up to seven times because that paper fiber is still intact um, and long enough to use. Now, eventually it will go like downstream. So maybe it's gonna be made into like egg cartoning or um, uh, egg carton shipping materials, what have you, uh, envelope fillers, but again it, like we're still going to get many uses out of it right as opposed to your traditional wrapping paper which is really a one and done unless you collect right. it in your house <laughs> yeah i mean i it's hard because there's so many different types of papers but i would say what people think of in their mind as wrapping paper you go to costco target walmart whatever you buy the big rolls um yeah I, 
I mean, I can't even like, it's basically when you think about it, it's just kind of makes you sick to your stomach, but it's like, they're all printed overseas in China. They're shipped to the US, like redistributed all over, zigzagging across America, ripped up, you yeah. know, thrown away. And I'm just like, oh, that's, that's just, that's just a bad system. I remember going to birthday parties when I was a kid and now as I'm, you know, older bridal showers and weddings and stuff like that and just seeing like bags on bags on bags of wrapping paper that was torn away and thrown away and it, it was it's always been a really big pain point for me so um, I'm really happy to see that you're doing something about it. Is there anything um, unique about your inks that mm -hmm. kind of contributes to the recycling, recyclability of your materials? The ink is a soy-based ink. Uh, it's basically just whatever they use at the neighborhood newspaper press. Um, and so it is totally, you know, okay for compost, biodegradable, and all of that. I, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. Um, I think that living in a world where we could compost our wrapping paper is is an ideal that I'd love to work mm -hmm. towards and it, it's an exciting future to think about um yeah. yeah and like traditionally like newsprint has been I mean you go to like you have like a crab oil or a lobster boil you just put the newspapers down or like fish and chips you know like it's has you know it's just sort of like this functional use um paper yeah very cool. And I know that Rapoli is doing some stuff beyond just the material choice to kind of support sustainable business. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you're supporting other local businesses and some of the energy efficiencies that you've taken into consideration? Sure. Well, I think to me, the, the, like, the aha moment was really like the neighborhood newspaper press. Now, of course, we're all reading our news online on our phones. And so part of me, like I said, is like, I was so sad. I mean, I worked in publishing myself on the magazine end, but um, have family members very close to me working in newspapers and it's their livelihood. And as that industry has dwindled and like they're really just struggling to stay alive. And it's, it is such a craft, like the pressmen, the, um, the tradesmen that go into learning how to, to print and run these giant, I mean, the, the printing presses sometimes are like three stories high. I mean, they're huge. They're as big as like a warehouse. Um, and they run all over and there's just these incredibly intricate machines. And it's so cool. And I love the machines and I love what goes into, you know, getting all the color, like the little tiny dots and registration. And um, I've certainly, <laughs> I've printed on four or five different presses now. So I've gotten to understand, you know, um, what goes into it and I try to I try to be at least initially I try to be in the press room all the time doing spot checks on the color and what have you and it is a bit like teaching old dogs new tricks I mean these guys are like used to like printing like the Sunday inserts or whatever they're just you know they weren't they weren't maybe prepared for you know me to come in and be like super naggy like no it's not in registration yet it's not in registration yet oh the color is not right and, like really having to work for it but I have a great relationship now with um, the press and I give them a lot of business and it's really like a niche. It's like a viable niche for this industry that really is quite beleaguered. And I love that. 
I love that it's um, created this shorter supply chain. Right now, um, rapidly is printed. The paper is milled uh, in Washington state. It's printed, it's packaged, and it's shipped from there. So when you look at like our supply chain, it's like on a map, it's so tiny. Yeah, <laughs> and like the carbon footprint itself is so much, makes so much more sense. And so the paper comes off, um, the paper comes off as like a flat folded sheet. And that's just how it comes off for a newspaper. And at first I was like, oh, it has like creases. I don't know if people are gonna like it. It was like, I, it was a big insecurity for me. And, um, and it was like initially, like seven years ago when I was starting, people were like, oh, I don't like the folds in it. Or I don't like that maybe when you touch it, a little ink rubs off on your fingers. And I felt like so insecure about that. But now as consumers are getting more educated and you know, we've all dealt with maybe the occasional soggy paper straw or the you know, compostable takeout container that's not quite as firm as you know a plastic one but we understand like we're just more aware of what the trade-off is for the use like now you can wrap a beautiful gift you don't have to use the news and boy the news is like sad and depressing anyway so don't wrap your gifts in that <laughs> um but you can have something that just um it's printed in the u.s uh it's manufactured just I'm probably the only one that's really overthought wrapping paper to this extent and just I've done it for you like nobody else has to think this hard about their wrapping paper ever again like I've done. <laughs> um, but getting back to this I just wanted to say like you know the paper is uh, folded so I don't need that cardboard core right so like it's less packaging on that end too and this bag yes it's Clear. It has to be clear so people it's protected and it people can see it in a retail environment. It's made of PLA, so it's plastic free. PLA is not perfect, um, but it's made of uh, plant starch. It is certified industrial compostable, biodegradable, and um, I am working towards like a package free um, option. And e-commerce, it's challenging to yeah. do fulfillment um package free but i'm i'm trying or maybe looking for a partner where i could do that because i think that's a great movement that's happening like the whole zero waste and package free and bulk supply stores that i'm happy to support and we can definitely riff on that anytime um, i'm a total <laughs> packaging nerd so happy to chat with you off, yeah. off uh, this about that uh, but i love the idea that you're supporting the local printing presses so I was a journalism major, as I mentioned to you, and yeah. half the reason I got into journalism was because I loved the feel of mm -hmm. newsprint, and um, it was breaking my heart when the industry was kind of disappearing because of the push to online news, and I love the idea of kind of finding new ways to repurpose that infrastructure, which I think is such a critical part of sustainability, mm -hmm. is to use the systems that we already have in new and innovative ways. Mm -hmm. Agree. Totally. I couldn't agree more. And I think another way that rapidly, a great way that rapidly supports um, small business and uh, economies is just, uh, we do three to four new uh, pattern collections a year. And what we do, we just partner with um, artists. And we partner with independent artists that are running their own small businesses. We pay them, we pay them royalties or commissions. Um, and we promote them. We put their name on their patterns. We link them on our page. We try to 
tag them whenever possible. Um, and I just, I want to, it's like a rising tide floats all boats, right? Like I just, as rapidly grows, um, you know, and then if we get a pattern that's really resonating and sells well, I mean, I'm reprinting it almost once or twice a year and I pay them every time. And I just, I love that. I love working with the artists. Um, for me, it's like just a personal pleasure and I love creating the um, patterns uh, with the artists and just finding like uh, unexpected yeah. um, textile artists or illustrators or yeah, it's, it's really fun. And I, I love to support them and put their name on things. Love to hear. And your designs are beautiful. I'll be sure to include a link down below so that um, everyone can see your website and buy some of your products if they're interested. And I thought with just a little bit of time that we have left, if we could just maybe riff on some creative alternatives entirely to wrapping paper, mm -hmm. because I think that there's a lot of things out there that people could consider. Definitely visit Rappily and buy some of these beautiful wrapping papers. But if that's uh, a little bit out of budget for you to do for all your gifts or something like that. I mean, the goal here really is to think outside the box and think creatively and sustainably. So I always like to share a few tips and tricks with my viewers. Um, mm -hmm. And so one idea that was given to me previously on an episode was to have an anything but wrapping paper challenge. I don't know if you've heard of this, but... Uh -oh people get really creative and you know you could put gifts inside of a tube stock or use uh, junk mail to wrap gifts or just anything but wrapping paper and I thought that was such a fun idea to kind of build a new holiday tradition and also introduce mm -hmm. sustainability to your extended family members. Mm -hmm. I think that sounds really fun. I mean I, it would be hysterical just to see what people would come up with too. That'd yeah. be fun like a white elephant too where it's like like a mystery like who okay who put their gift in a tube sock <laughs> and do I really want to know what's in there <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's probably a bottle of wine but <laughs> hopefully um another thing that I think a lot of us do is collect gift bags I don't know about you but I have a bag of bags in my closet um, and I think they've been just circulating around my family and friend group just for the better part of a decade. I'm not even sure who originally bought a particular bag and if I've re-gifted it and been re-gifted it again, but, um, I think that's something that a lot of people already do. Uh, another idea is to make your own wrapping paper, which is something that I did last year out of butcher paper. So butcher paper is that brown paper that you can get, um, at any craft store or, um, like a target even I'm sure and I the reason you want to use a butcher paper is because it's generally unwaxed and so it's fully recyclable and I just went at it with a bunch of markers and decorated it up and used that as my mm -hmm. wrapping paper yeah I so actually like prototype rapidly I didn't even I mean it was when I was really young maybe in college or something like I said my aunt and uncle worked at the newspaper press so I used to ask them for the end rolls and um, some, and I think all newspapers have them, some sell, some give them away, so you can ask, but I would get the end rolls, so they're, you know, it's just like a giant roll of newsprint that's been unprinted, and I would do, like, potato stamps, and that was honestly, like, my first <laughs> wrap, you know, like, homemade wrapping paper that I made, I guess, precursor to what would come. Yeah, I love that. Um, and then I think the last idea that I had was this Japanese tradition of using cloths to wrap gifts for shiki. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with it? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, love it. 
So it's, for those who don't know, it's using cloths to wrap gifts and you could use like a silk scarf or a blanket or a dish towel or like even a pillowcase. And I love that idea because then it becomes part of the gift and almost like a secondary gift that you're giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so cool to think about wrapping gifts outside of what maybe we've traditionally grown up with um, mm-hmm. in a very different way. And I love that. Yeah, photo thinking is great, and you can go down the rabbit hole on YouTube um, looking for ways to, you know, do wine bottles and all sorts of stuff. It's such an art form, and it's something, it could be incredibly simple, where it's literally just a tie, or you can do folds and ties, and I mean, it's, of course, I mean, the Japanese have the wrapping in general on lock. I mean, photo came from a very uh, practical beginnings. Like people didn't have bags back in the day, I guess. And they would literally go to the grocery store and just creatively wrap the, you know, the items that they had in um, a giant piece of cloth and like sling it over their shoulder and like carry it home. And that, so it's like they could wrap anything. (laughs) It's very much part of their culture. Um, I think also with like bento boxes and their lunches and stuff like that. Exactly. Yes. Um, Love all the creativity that's out there. And I especially appreciate how much thought you've put into Rappoli. Like you mentioned, you've really thought of every level um, for everyone and taken a lot of the guesswork out of it. And so thank you so much for being on the show today and riffing with me about packaging and wrapping paper and all those good things. Um, Like I said, I'll be including details and links in the description box below for people to find you on the web and get in touch. And any closing thoughts or words for the people, Sarah? Um, But no, but just thank you. And I am so thrilled that people are interested in just having a smaller uh, footprint or, you know, greater sustainability goals for the holidays, especially because it is it's supposed to be a feel-good season, but it doesn't feel good when you're creating a lot of rubbish. So I, I love beautiful gifts. Um, I love the seasons, and I just think if we can move forward with a little bit more sustainability in mind, um, it's a win-win all around. Absolutely. Thank you again for being on the show, and to everyone else, I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,